Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Previously on A New Winter. He has my son. She was crying out through tears as she was being pulled out. He has him. Who? I asked before it was too late. Who has your son? Father Reynolds, the woman cried. Father Reynolds as him. This is episode 56 of A New Winter. Who is Father Reynolds? No one, the husband shouted. He can't help you here, love. Just come home. We've still got Jim, ain't we? Come on, he'll be missing us. It's not fair on him. With this, the woman seemed to calm down, and the husband stared at me as they left the station. What just happened? I turned around to see if anyone else had heard, but it was empty. Graham's then walked in with a glass of water. Oh, sorry about that. Had to have a quick word with myself, you know. (sighs) Right, now, what can I do to help with your case then? Did you... did you not hear or see any of that? I was just assaulted. Any of what? By who? She did not seem too concerned, to be honest, and that in itself irritated me. A woman, a woman came in saying her son had gone missing. Someone, someone called Reynolds had him. Graham's laughed it off. Reynolds, he's just a harmless old man. Loves a bit of the old wrath of God and all. Something to scare kids into good behaviour, you know, that kind of stuff. Be good at school today or Father Reynolds will find out. Nothing more than that. I wouldn't worry. Now, tell me, how can I help with this, Michael? I scratched my head and rubbed my throat. and turned towards the door the couple had just gone back out of. Should I have just let them go? Leave it, I thought. Just, just leave it. I sighed and handed Graham's one of the letters belonging to Michael that he wrote to his father. 
12. All right, this. This is what led me here. Michael tried getting in touch with his father, some guy called Mr. Tooley, but his letters had been sent back. The address is here somewhere, but I'm guessing if they got sent back, they must have remembered it incorrectly, or perhaps, I don't know, something has changed. But all I know is that it's this town. I realised that while I was talking, Graham's hadn't even said a word. Instead, she just held the letter in front of her and the colour dropped from her face. Mr. Tooley? At this address, she uttered. Yeah, that's who I'm trying to find. You know him. This... But this is the address of the Stockwell farm, where the family were murdered. What's going on here? I rubbed my eyes. Ah, damn it. Could it have been Michael? I mean... It's not his M.O., but you never know. Well, I, d- I don't know. We don't, we don't know. None of us do. Us? You mean the police? Uh, y- yeah, of course. Okay, well, look, could I go to the farm, have a look for myself? Sure, just not much to see now, though, is there, really? But I don't know. I guess I could take you down. We got into Graham's police car and ventured towards the isolated farm, not yet knowing how much of an effect this place would have on me. On the way there... While Graham's explained more about the case, I couldn't help but look out the window and notice how quiet this town was. You wouldn't think such a gruesome murder had taken place in this community. No wonder everyone was indoors. You know, I can't get over how quiet this place is, I muttered. <clears throat> yeah, Graham said. Well, you know, people keep themselves mostly here. So, so does this thing kind of usually happen? Bodies in piles? No, no, not really. Um, I mean, maybe there's something in the water at the moment. It feels like it feels like things have been a bit stranger than usual. Graham's looked at me as if expecting a reaction. I smiled awkwardly, not sure, really, if that was the right response. Sometimes it just feels like... feels like we're going in circles, she said. But that we always come back to now, to the snow, as if it's frozen in time. Not a sunrise or a sunset, just a, just a perpetual present. I smiled again, awkwardly, unsure if I was supposed to react to that either. The forest seems to just go on forever, I commented, looking at the seemingly impenetrable wall of trees that seemed to encompass us. Don't worry, she said. It does end. We approached the dark, and immediately the place sent a shiver down my spine. The atmosphere was thick here. There was just something around. It's almost as if you could feel there's been a murder here, I murmured to myself. Grahams looked at me inquisitively, pulled up next to the barn. She got out, stretched and yawned. Oh, well, here we are. I'm going to take a look around, Grahams. Do you care to join me? Uh, Sure. The barn was pretty much empty. I took a look around, but it was hopeless. No sign of anything. I ventured into the house and noticed that it looked like it had been almost stripped bare. Oof, not much left, I mentioned to Grams, and she shrugged. There was the odd photo, some religious iconography dotted about the place. It all too new-looking for my liking, and almost no signs that a family had lived here. How long ago did you say the murders happened? Uh, and Grahams took a while to think about 
a week, maybe? A week and a half? I'm not sure. That was strange in itself. Something wasn't adding up here. To anyone else, this would maybe look like the house of a rather poor, religiously obsessed family, but it felt strange. The house has been cleaned, hasn't it? I said. Grahams looked around. Well, probably. I mean, after we gathered all the evidence, of course. And what evidence is that? It's not just been cleaned either. Look, it's been scrubbed. Maybe by one person, but I doubt it. I mean, this looks like it was a team of people. Graham sighed. Look, I don't know. If it has been, I don't know about it. The sun had started to go down. Where's the time gone? I asked myself. Well, Grahams, thanks for showing me around, but you're right. Not much to see now. Hello. I suddenly heard from downstairs. Hello. Someone there? Grahams looked at me, stunned. Uh, hello? I said back and walked downstairs. With each step, I noticed more and more of the front entrance and the figure standing within its frame. A very skinny man with a thin moustache. Couldn't help but notice, the man said. A police car parked up by the barn as I walked by, and I was just checking to see if everything was okay. Hmm. And you are? I asked. The man smiled, but didn't answer. Ah, Inspector Grahams, he said instead, looking behind me. Grahams walked past me down the stairs. Can I help you, sir? She said. I was just telling your gentleman friend here. Uh, Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Well, neither are yours, I said. (laughs) Well, I was just checking to make sure everything here is okay. A police car parked outside here can raise a man's suspicions, of course, due to recent offence. All fine here, sir, Grahams continued in a very respectful manner, almost fawning to the creepy individual. Righto, well, I won't keep you. And with that, he was gone. Hmm, who's that? I asked. Someone I don't want to have to see again, Grahams answered and walked out the door towards the car. As I stood, looking out of the front door, I could feel the forest looking back at me. Like an army I could never hope to defeat. It just made me feel small, weak, useless. I could almost hear them. I wasn't sure what it was, but there was some kind of sound. Crawley, Graham shouted. She was standing by the door of the car. Come on, let's go. I don't like driving in the dark. As we drove back, I couldn't help but think I was getting into something far more complex here. That perhaps Michael had got himself into something far more sinister than a bit of white-collar crime. And perhaps I was about to go the same way. Night had fallen, and we were still driving down the country road, in complete silence. Was it supposed to take this long? Were we lost? But before I asked, further up the road, I noticed a car had stopped across both lanes. Oh God, Graham said. Oh no. What was it? I asked. Graham's came to a stop and we sat there in silence looking at the car when I noticed there were people figures sitting inside it at least I presumed it was people I mean as I looked closer I suddenly thought it was just a bunch of animal carcasses dumped into the passenger seats of the car then one turned towards me they were alive 
I think we need to go, Graham said, a slight panic to her voice. Why, what's going on? I asked. Then the doors opened in the car up ahead, and out stepped four naked men, but with animal masks on, attached to their faces. They stood in a row. I went to open the door to get out, when Graham's reached over. No, she said, don't. We both sat there staring at the four naked men, and them staring back at us. Then they launched towards us, running as fast as they could. Shit, Graham shouted, and put the car in reverse, slamming a foot down and sending us speeding backwards. The men were incredibly athletic and the headlights lit them up as if they were on a stage performing some kind of interpretive dance. And just then, we slammed into a car behind us. I had the wind knocked out of me, but managed to undo my seatbelt. Graham's must have hit her head on the steering wheel. She was out cold. Oh, Graham's. Graham's, I shouted. But it was too late. I looked up to see the car surrounded by these masked lunatics. They pulled the door open, grabbed me and threw me on the floor of the road. In front of my face was a pair of bright green, high-heeled shoes. And as my head wandered up, I noticed a slim green cocktail dress. And then the face of an old man. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. You've been looking for me, so I hear, dear, the old man said. Mr. Tooley, at your request. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the show. You can become one now by going to patreon.com slash a new winter or click on the link at our website anewwinter.com. There you can find more information including a link to our merchandise page and how you can contact us. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at anewwinter, facebook.com slash anewwinter or email us directly at anewwinterpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice as it can really make a big difference. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.